With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. It's time for Purple Prop Party. We do this every Thursday. I guess this episode will release on Friday. Um, But we do it in advance of every game. So what better time to keep it rolling than before a Vikings-Packers game? It's getting the game of the week treatment. It'll be a 325 kickoff central time, 425 Eastern. And Green Bay is favored by three points. Uh, I think that line opened up at minus four. I saw it move a little bit this week. DraftKings Sportsbook has it finalized, at least as of we're recording this Thursday. Um, the episode will drop Friday. Green Bay minus three this weekend hosting the Vikings. Over under for that game, 47 and a half. As I said earlier, 325 kickoff central time. That's 425 Eastern time. I don't know how to feel about this game. Um, and as I said, we're recording on a Thursday. Uh, we've talked extensively uh, you know, about the Vikings and the Packers over the past few days. The Vikings have something to play for this week. They are trying to continue their hold on the number two seed. But Green Bay has more to play for. As me and Tom Trier talked about in Wednesday's episode, like Green Bay is basically in the playoffs from here on out. They are seven and eight. They need to win out essentially and then get a little bit of help uh, with the the commander's loss um, to make the playoffs. So, you know, I cover the NHL too. I cover the wild and and you talk a lot about the, the more desperate team. And and that seems to be a hockey cliche more than any of them, but I think it applies at times. Um, I think it is also sometimes a cop out, but I think it does apply in certain games. Um, The more desperate team usually comes out a little harder a little faster, a little stronger. And more often than not, you see the team that's playing with a little bit more desperation finish on top. Green Bay has more desperation this week. Um, They have more of a, you know, if we don't do this now, we won't have a chance mentality. Because of that, I, I think Green Bay covers this weekend. And I pretty much picked the Vikings every single one of these purple prop parties to date. Um, I've had a pretty good record doing that because the Vikings have had a pretty good record all season. Uh, They're 12 and three. Um, I'm not sure I picked them to win every game. I don't know if I'm 12 and three, but pretty close to that. I think green Bay wins this weekend. Um, I think they cover that three point spread. I think the three point spread essentially is a home spread. Um, Green Bay and Minnesota are similar in in nature, according to Vegas, and Green Bay is getting the points because they're at home. As Tom kind of astutely summed up yesterday, the Vikings should look at this Green Bay team as the team they were preparing for week one, the team that everyone thought entering this season could win the North, should win the North. 
would likely win the North. Um, the fact that the Vikings are 12 and three and have already won the North uh, was not something prognosticators thought was going to happen. Certainly not 12 and three, but I don't even think a lot of people thought the Vikings had a chance of winning the North. I think green Bay was a team. A lot of people looked at as these guys, these guys are the team to beat until further notice. Um, Rogers, despite that Rocky relationship is going to get it done. And then, Green Bay can kind of take a backseat to the rest of the division when, when Rodgers moves on. As we've seen throughout this season, that's not the case. Green Bay hit a major low midseason. I think they lost five in a row. Um, you're starting to see them figure it out now. Rodgers is still Rodgers. The Vikings have been in so many close games that I do think if this one is is close at the end, they might have the edge. I just think... A January game in Lambeau where Rodgers knows this team has to win to stay in the playoff race. I think the Green Bay Packers get it done. Um, I think they're going to have a hard time defending Justin Jefferson. I think the Vikings are going to be able to score with these guys. And Donatello's defense worries me. It's been better as of late. It's sent a little bit more pressure. It's been a little bit more multiple in its fronts. But I think when when the going gets tough, I think it's really hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers in a situation like this. And and Vikings fans out there might say, well, like, why are you betting against the Vikings in a game like this? All they've done this year is win, you know, 11 and 0 in one score games. I I think it'll be pretty close. Like I said, if it's close at the end, if it's tied late, I think the Vikings have an edge there. I just see this as a game where the Vikings probably playing catch up a little bit and might not catch them. essentially green bay gets out fast um like i said more desperate team gets out fast vikings try and play catch up can't catch up this time around so green bay minus three i like them to cover that spread the over under 47 and a half i like that to go over i think this is going to be as we've seen i I think it's going to be a shootout because of what we've seen out of both defenses this year Ed Donatel, he's massively struggled this year as a defensive coordinator of the Vikings. Joe Barry, massively struggled this year as a defensive coordinator of the Packers. <clears throat> Both of these offenses, I think, are ripe to kind of put their foot on the gas pedal and, and continue driving forward. So I, I expect a pretty high-scoring game. But at the end of the day, like I said, I think the Packers covered this three-point spread. <laughs> Moving on to player prop bets. Um, purple prop party we give you a prop bet every week um, I don't give you a different one it's it's always Justin Jefferson it's always Justin Jefferson receiving yards I've, I've never strayed from that um, it became a bit at first and now it's just like smart money to look at Justin Jefferson's receiving line and take the over we've done it the past month I think I've been right every time Justin Jefferson's over under this week 95 and a half Take the over. Why wouldn't I? He's 95 and a half receiving yards. I think I talked about it with Tom this week. Like, sure, maybe teams have figured out a way to limit him and his ability to go over the top and catch that 50-yard bomb. Um, Don't let Justin Jefferson behind you. Pretty simple strategy. The Vikings have found a way to kind of combat that by just force-feeding him the ball, by letting him win in the intermediate routes by letting him win at the line of scrimmage by throwing him screen passes. Like the last two weeks, whether it be 
in the overtime comeback victory against the Indianapolis Colts or the 61 yard victory, you know, Greg Joseph field goal as time expired to beat the giants. The play that set up both of those field goals is just a, a tunnel screen to Justin Jefferson. And he catches the ball at the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard in front of it and, and uses his patience, his speed, his, his overall ability to go gain yards. Even if the green Bay Packers are able to, keep Justin Jefferson from getting over the top, which I'm not sure they are. Um, we saw what he did in week one, I think 184 in week one, just running wide open on crossing routes. Um, for some reason, Jair Alexander not shadowing. All of that com- com- like compounded into Justin Jefferson kind of breaking out in week one, continuing that momentum moving forward. So even if the Packers are able to limit Justin Jefferson's ability over the top, which like I said, I don't know if they will be able to do. He's going to get 15, 16, 17 targets in this game. Um, He's going to, and and if he gets those, he's going to haul in at least nine, at least 10 of those. Uh, It's like, it's, it's just smart money at this point to take the over because the Vikings find a way to get Justin Jefferson, the ball. Also the emergence of TJ Hawkinson last week, as Tom Schreier said in, in Wednesday's show, that helps Justin Jefferson. You can't just double, triple team Justin Jefferson with, with TJ Hawkinson over the, running over the middle, running a you know in routes, in breaking routes, like even the corner here and there. You have to respect that guy, and that takes a little bit of pressure off Justin Jefferson on the outside or in the slot or wherever the Vikings choose to line him up. So I think Justin Jefferson goes over ninety five and a half. I think that's a pretty easy bet. I'd be pretty surprised if he did not go over that number. <laughs> The number I'm more interested in, and this sounds ridiculous, is 208, over under 208 and a half yards. Uh, I would take the under because no person in their right mind is betting over 208 yards. That would be a franchise record. I I think the franchise record before Justin Jefferson broke it against the Lions was 210 yards by Sammy White. And that was, I think that that held for like 40 years. Um, Randy Moss didn't break it. Chris Carter didn't break it. Stephon Diggs didn't break it. Adam Thielen, everyone sniffed it. Um, and Justin Jefferson finally surpassed that 210 receiving yard total from Sammy White. If Justin Jefferson gets 209 yards this week, he passes Calvin Johnson for the most receiving yards in a single season. That record is 1964. Calvin Johnson set it a heck of a long time ago. I think it was in 2012. Uh, Justin Jefferson, if he plays the final two games of the regular season, I think he breaks that. But I think there would be something nice and poetic about him doing it in 16 games because as record books happen and continue to change and evolve, like people look at games played, respect rightfully so. And Calvin Johnson got 1964 in 16 games. If Justin Jefferson passes that number in 17, people are going to kind of put an asterisk on it. Fair, not, who knows, but... If Justin Jefferson could get 209 this week, if the Vikings could beat the Packers in, in, in the process, um, I think that would be a really cool moment um, for a season that's already seen a lot of really cool moments. So I will take the under on 208 and a half because I'm not an insane person, um, but I will take the over on 95 and a half Justin Jefferson receiving yards. Um, I think that's an easy go ahead and book it um, and, and, and think about where you want to spend your money. So that's all we got for this episode of Inside Purple and Gold. We will be back on Sunday, New Year's Day. Could be a late record. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe even Monday because of the it's a three twenty five start. Tom's going to be out in Lambeau Field. Um, 
I'm not sure even when he'll be done writing. That's going to be such a, you know, a touch and go game. And, and I think there's going to be a lot to write about afterwards. So we'll either come at you Sunday night or early Monday morning. Um, until next time, thanks for listening. If, if you like what you're hearing, please follow, please subscribe, um, rate us, review us. That's Inside Purple and Gold, anywhere you get your podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. Um, we really appreciate the engagement so far and uh, looking forward to hopefully covering a, a lengthy playoff run. So I'm Dan Mizutani, Inside Purple and Gold. We're signing off.